team, trade them out. Drag it to your mace like you never had a doubt. It's FMDT coming around for you. Cause no one really knows the way you pick like you do. Injuries or worse, suddenly retired and hurt. Get your backs, forwards and mids. Never satisfied you, boys got the shits. It's FMDT coming around for you. DT. Uh, I'm your host Bart and I'm joined here with Steve. G'day Bart. Hello Steve. Uh, we're here to recap uh, the round five action from the B Money League. Um, how you doing Steve? How have you, you been up to much? Uh, yeah, going alright. Um, disappointing to, to actually go to a Crow's loss yesterday. Yeah, sorry I had to witness that with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, good to get out to the footy at least, though. Mm-hmm. Um, good that we can do that. I uh, also had a bit of a disappointing uh, week for my team this week. Luckily, I was away uh, down in Second Valley uh, hiking for most of the weekend, which explains some of my fantasy decisions, which mm-hmm. we'll get to eventually. But um, I watched the Essendon game on replay, and luckily I got to uh, fast-forward through a lot of that. It's actually <laughs> the better way to watch that game for sure. Yeah, you didn't kick a lot of goals early, did you? Uh, no, well, nobody really did. It was wet as hell, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's not a pretty game. Um, but yeah, uh, that's about it for my week. Uh, let's see how everybody else is shaped up. We'll get straight into it with WTF Just Happened. And we're talking WTF Just Happened in the feature matchup from last week. And Steve, boy, do we know how to pick them? Because we picked I Shot the Sharon versus Ed Ed Redemption, and it was the the highest scoring matchup of the round. Yeah, number one and two. Number one and two um, for the week. And in fact, it was a bit of a shootout. Um, Kieran not only got the second best score for the week, he got the fourth best score for the season. 1550, good for fourth best for the season, and he comes up against Max, who actually crashed back down to earth from his lofty heights of 1700s and 1600s the week before, down to the realm of mere mortals, 1500s, yet still good enough to be a third best score for the season, and good enough to put away Kieran uh, by 34 points. So, um, he's teaching me a bit of a lesson in counting him out. Um, which you might remember that I've done uh, multiple times so far. <laughs> and I think I've got to stop doing that. He had a... Um, yeah, he had a very good week. Uh, my major shout-out for him goes to Jack Zebel. He's the guy who I am crediting with the win. And mostly because he was in the final game. And I think Kieran might have actually fancied himself quite a bit. Because if Jack Zebel had just hit his uh, average of the season, which is 101... Just, you know, only 101 points would have been enough to give Kieran the, the win. Wow. But he went above and beyond, and we actually witnessed that game. Yes. And uh, Geelong had, how many was it? 17. 17, 17 behinds, uh, which is 17 kick-ins for Jack Siebel, which translates to a nice 51 points. Mm. Uh, not a bad little bonus for him to get. So Geelong's inaccuracy uh, spelt uh, absolute doom for Kieran, unfortunately. And God, Jack Siebel's just... Uh, been going nuts been going great this year yeah 33 kicks in total i don't know if 
anyone will top that this year. I guess that's something to keep an eye on most kicks in a game for the year. Oh, that's a very good point. And you know what? Max always says that we should be uh, playing in a category league. Um, he's definitely uh, <laughs> would be happy with that. He's like, just noticed that he's got Daniel Rich here with 28 kicks and three handballs. So Max all about loose kicks. Yeah. Smart. It's a smart move. That's what you've got to do. Go for the kickers, not the handballs. Um, on the, uh, the only, uh, bad thing for Max, uh, was that he got his first injury of the season, Jeremy Howe. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's finally, it's finally caught up with him. Uh, Jeremy Howe out and, uh, looked like he was straight onto his phone and, uh, texting Max an apology <laughs> after that. Uh, don't really know how long he's out for cause I couldn't find any other news than, uh, the fact that he was on his phone instantly after, uh, going down to the rooms. Yeah. That's the important thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll see if he, uh, cops a suspension as well as, uh, no, probably not just a fine. Um, on the other side of things though, uh, Kieran, what went wrong on Kieran's side? Well, uh, not that much really. Like he put up a pretty good score to be honest. Fourth best of the year. Yeah, so it's kind of actually hard, a bit harsh to find anything bad, but um, uh, Sam Petrovsky-Seedon was the one for me. He only got 44 points this game. Um, he's got an average this season of just 66 after that, which is pretty poor. Um, I think that was only... So he's only had one game over 70. Mm. So really only one startable game all season. I don't think this has done anything to restore Kieran's faith in him. And um, yeah, probably considering benching him from here on out. Um also, just going to throw one other thing out here, Steve. Uh, Harry Schoenberg is not a good fantasy option. Just throwing that out there. What do you think? I think he's not yet a good fantasy option. Mm -hmm. uh, really still only, I think, a second-year player, and he'll be good one day. But, yeah, it's a bit early for him. At least he's forward eligible. He's averaging 65, so before that 50, he was you know, probably averaging closer to 70 as a forward. It's not too bad as your F5. He had a very good week against North the week before. But yeah, I'm just the average a bit, yeah. I just don't think from what I've seen of him. And, I yeah, like I've actually watched a little bit of him. We're not probably as much as you have. But it doesn't look like a big position, position getter. I think he'll become one, though. I think, yeah, he's only getting sort of 15 touches at the moment. But he'll move more into that midfield and become, you know, a number one or two ball getter in maybe three or four years' time, potentially. Mm -hmm. So... Well, I think he's still one to keep an eye on in, in future. Uh, but yeah, for now, he's he's not going to be a fantasy star. Yeah. Bit, I, of, a, bit of a Chase Jones role in, uh, <laughs> in uh, Kieran's team, though. Wouldn't quite go that far. <laughs> no. he, he did get 16 possessions. Um, Chase Jones apparently racked up five in the SNFL. <laughs> fives! Are you kidding me? Uh, that's what I heard. So, a bit of a worry. That is a worry. For the, for his for the team future career. Chase Jones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had this exact same um, shout-outs and shutdowns as you for that one. I okay. I will note that uh, Sam Petrescu-Seaton didn't directly cost him victory in the sense that he had Ryan Burton on his bench score 73, 29 points, and he lost Ooh. by 34. So I think Kieran was relieved that uh, that Max won by just enough that he, he wasn't blaming his own decision-making. Yeah, big call, actually. Burton's not a bad player at all to have. Yeah. Might have to be on field next week. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right, well, that was the feature matchup for us from last week. Let's get down to uh, all the other regular matchups that we had. Take us away, Steve. All right. So, Shane's first three vote performance of the year <laughs> couldn't get him over the line against a resurgent COVID marshal 
who are well and truly starting their first wave, led by keeper Jared Lyons and strong defensive picks Liam Ryan and Darcy Byrne Jones. Mm. So I'll start with the winner. Uh, the one of the best things that happened with Alex's team with this week was actually, uh, and and probably the last couple of weeks is Josh Battle's form is emerging. Now he didn't start Battle, but uh, he got the eighty four from Jordan Degoe's injury on Friday night, and that eighty four follows, I believe, a ninety, yeah, a ninety against West Coast. So a bit bittersweet, really, the way he looked holding in. Well, you don't want to lose to Goey, that's for sure. Um, but I guess with Battle scoring 84 against Richmond and 90 against West Coast, that's quality teams. So that's a good sign for his uh, the rest of his season, perhaps. True. Um, so obviously, as I've already mentioned, Lyons and, and Byrne Jones and Ryan, they're, they're the stars who, who led him to victory and got the votes for Alec. Uh, but I thought I'd acknowledge Battle. Um, from Shane's point of view... Probably the worst thing uh, was that Jordan Clark got dropped. Yes. And that was the Sunday game. He didn't see it coming. Uh, and Definitely he, not. Yeah. Had to cop Jimmy Webster's injury-affected 24 as his emergency, which is unlucky that you know that his emergency got injured. Um, and Jordan Clark's omission really just came sort of out of the blue. I mean, the Cats aren't playing that well, but I don't think anyone saw that coming. Really. But he could have... Um Swung someone in there if you had, uh, I suppose. Well, yeah, I guess he would have had to have seen that one coming. I yeah, just, I just don't understand he didn't have any other backman in his team. Oh, so he couldn't look, have swung someone in there. No, no. Ooh, those, those are his six backmen. Yeah. Mm, that's okay. it. Yeah, so that was very costly indeed. Um, in terms of a high point for Shane, Liam Duggan, the three-vote performance, he's moved into the midfield. Mm. He got 148 with 36 kicks and 13 marks. So, yeah, incredibly good. Has he moved into the midfield? I think he's... Because that stat line doesn't say midfield to me. 13, 13 marks, 29 yeah. kicks. I think he's playing on the wing, though, and he's, okay. he's sort of that half-back wing, then goes on ball for a bit. It's pretty pretty good. He's got a good skill set, really. Yeah. Um, and for Alec, uh, the, down, the, the shutdown I've got is actually Zach Bailey, a guy who I was talking up mm. after the draft... He's actually now averaging just 56.2 with a 40 on the weekend following a 42 the week before. Ooh, yeah. Now, he started the year really well, kicked three goals against Sydney, had that nearly match-winning tackle against Geelong, had the match-winning goal against Collingwood. Yeah, but all of these... Robbed of a few points, you could argue. Definitely robbed at least once uh, against Geelong. But the thing is, these haven't really translated to good fantasy scores. So he's kind of one of their like X-factor players who pops up in the big moments but he's not actually necessarily consistent across all four quarters so uh, now I know that about him I'll be fairly wary in future mm. yeah so that was it for that one did you have anything on that one no that was pretty well covered I had pretty much the same things um, obviously just the Jordan Degoe injury is uh, not what Alec needed uh, I think he's one of yeah. the most injury, injury riddled teams in the league I think there's a few people that would uh, put up their hands for their to claim that award, the <laughs> unluckiest team in the in the league, but I think the Jordan Degoe injury might just tip him over the edge. Um, so yeah, missing quite a few people, but good that he yeah. gets the win. Yeah, and Degoe might only miss the one game with um, concussion, so it's not long term. But you're right, he's he's copped a few injuries. Yeah, we'll um, see if uh, anyone can uh, better him uh, in the uh, unlucky terms. But I think he's definitely got it for now. Um, definitely the award you want to claim. 
Uh, and I just wanted to mention that Shane's uh, Zeret, uh, one of the few tons that he got, is uh, still in the ton club. Uh, hasn't uh, dropped a f below a ton yet. And uh, nice. neither have the uh, other two people that we mentioned that were with him. Yeah. McCray and Dunks. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. So we'll uh, keep a close eye on that one, see who drops out first. We'll crack on to the next, uh, the next matchup, which was Perryman's Merriman uh, up against What's Up Doc. And a pretty convincing victory here for uh, Cam's men. 120 points. Um, Cam only mustered up the seventh, uh, seventh best score in, of the round, but he came against the worst score of the round, the only score under 1,400. Um, and yeah, it was a, not a very good week for Milzy at all. So good for Cam. He bounced back from a bit of a shock loss last week. Um, gets himself up to second place on the ladder. Um, the only thing was that his victory was a little bit marred by an injury to Adam Sarah. So the only real low light for him. Now, where did it all go wrong for Milzy? Um, well, uh, sorry, what am I saying here? Oh yeah, no, 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 I had, I had a better lead in than this. <laughs> uh, the Adam Sarah injury was okay because he had a really good backup in Jack Sinclair. But what Milzy doesn't have are any backups because he had an abs an, a bare center spot, and I just found this very curious. He had Lipinski play, and Lipinski was only a late in. <laughs> so what was he planning to do if Lipinski didn't play? Wasn't a late in, I'm not really too sure. That's a good question. Yeah. No one on his bench. No one's on, no one's on his bench. Wow. He would have had to have had Lipinski in there. Yeah, I'm not really too sure um, whether he reacted very quickly to a late in and had some other backup plan, or... Um, yeah. Who knows? Because that game was... Was the Saturday, first Saturday game. You still had some time. He might have seen Lipinski come in and just go, well, that's fine then, I don't need to do anything else. Yeah, but if he wasn't coming in, I want to know what we would have done, Milzy. <laughs> we all want to know. Um, but yeah, he's missing quite a few players. Um, so, including still having Sicily, uh, which he obviously has uh, picked back up and mm. uh, now is holding on to DLI for again. But maybe he could do with a few actual backups. Um he needs them he did have Dangerfield come back he unfortunately had a bit of a niggle didn't tear up against North like uh, he would have expected um, he's not my shutdown though my shutdown for his team actually goes to another Geelong player Tom Atkins Tom Atkins only got 54 points and I'm giving him the shutdown because as a whole I think Geelong would have been expected to absolutely murder North and they did not um, they played pretty poorly really and um, didn't do themselves too many favours in terms of premiership uh, contention, I think, mm. in people's minds. Um, and yeah, Tom Atkins, a 54, was a pretty poor score. Not much went well for Milsey, but that's just the one. Yeah, I noticed with Milsey that his two cult figures crashed back down to earth. Lockie Jones and <laughs> CJ, both yeah, scoring just 38. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they are cult figures, actually. That's not bad. Yeah, it's a good pickup. He likes those guys. Um, Alright, what went right on Cam's side though His shout out, I have to give it to uh, Actually not a, his top scorer I'm giving it to Jack Crisp of 124 mm. So he got 33 possessions in this game um, 32 rather, 32 touches um, But he's just, I, God have I given him a shout out again? Maybe I just really like Jack Crisp <laughs> Maybe I'm still jealous that he took him away from me The pick before the draft uh, Pick before mine in the draft. But no, he's, um, I think, thriving a bit with Taylor Adams now gone. A lot more midfield time, a lot more rotations there. 
It's the second game in a row where he's got over 30 touches. And um, yeah, just uh, doing extremely well. And I just learned, I think, this week that he's got the longest active streak of game, uh, consecutive games. Um, he hasn't missed a game in like 150-something games. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Not kind of words. So, yeah. Now, that is that is impressive from Crispy Boy. Um, my my shout-out for Cam was the bagman, uh, McCluggage. I really questioned him as a third-round pick at some stage post-draft, but he's mm. now averaging 103. He looks like he's taking his game to another level. He's kicked a goal a game, which was a problem for him in the past. Um in terms of accuracy so barring injury I'm going to say McCluggage is an absolute lock for the All-Australian team he was snubbed last year as a wingman mm-hmm. uh, I think there was a bit of media attention around that I think you can lock it in McCluggage in the All-Australian final and I was actually super surprised that's a good call I was super surprised that he racked up this many like this many points in a game yeah, that right. was completely waterlogged mm. as a wingman yeah, mm. that's not a game I would have expected him to thrive in. Yeah, you're right. Wingman often struggle in the wet, but this 32 possession, 6 mark, 4 tackle performance. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good player to have. Um, I did have just one more honourable mention for Cam, and that was Cozzy Pickett, who I think uh, might have been... Uh, he's got 95 this week. That uh, follows on from... Uh, he got 70, then 75, then 80, and now up to 95. So the trajectory just keeps on going up. It's looking good for Cozzy. And he's just like, he's an exciting little player to watch. I think we might have had some questions about whether he was actually going to be really fantasy relevant, but the weeks that Cam has had him, he's been very happy with him. So... Helps being in a winning team. For sure. For yeah. sure. Gets a lot, gets a fair few goals. Those add to his point tally, obviously. But um, yeah. Yeah. Impressive. And every score he's got is a, a multiple of five. <laughs> right. Five so what's next? It's got to be a hundred. It's got to be a hundred. <laughs> yeah. There's, Against Richmond, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's how he proves himself. Um, good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. So well done there, uh, Cam, getting yourself up to second spot on the ladder. Um, want to take us away for the next one, Steve? Sure. All right. So Oliver's Twist put up a solid 15-28. Uh, their fourth score of the year between 15-17 and 15-40. So that kind of consistency is only matched by Kieran, who's managed <laughs> managed to get three scores between fifteen forty seven and fifteen fifty. Really? Which is yeah, great grouping from a, if you're shooting at a target. That's that's impressive. <laughs> um, so well. Oliver's twist welcomed Alex Witherden into his team for the first time this year yeah. on Friday night with one hundred and twenty one, and didn't really need to look back from there. Um, so I'll give. The other shout-out goes to uh, my uh, absolutely um, insightful 17th-round <laughs> pick, Jack Redden, yeah. racking up yeah. 37 possessions, 10 marks, and four tackles uh, for 142 points. Um, so I'll pat myself on the back there. Yeah, I think it's time for me to say <laughs> that I was wrong when I called him your worst pick of the draft. Yeah. It's, it's looking, he's looking all right. He's looking not bad. Uh, where did it go wrong for two keepers, one cup? I should acknowledge the team name. I didn't mention it. Um, so the margin <laughs> so was 112. Focused. Yeah. Now two keepers, one cup, 14-16. Not, uh, not one of the strongest scores this week. I think second lowest. Um, now the interesting thing actually looking at this matchup mm. is there weren't really many bad scores at all um, on the other side of the 
matchup. No, it's pretty consistent. Very consistent. Lots of mediocrity. <laughs> Consistently mediocre. Um, just what you want. So, yeah, just not really too many low dud scores, but Nick Haynes, 51. He's been a disappointment this year. He averages just 62, playing quite a defensive sort of role. Um, mm. So that's my shutdown for... Richard, uh, but yeah, lots and lots of scores in the 60s, 70s, 80s that, that aren't terrible, but no real high flyers. Um, I will give a little shout out to Brandon Parfit. He was actually best on ground <laughs> for Geelong. Parfit. Parfit. That's right. So he was best on ground for Geelong, and he was best on ground for Richard with 34 possessions and 7 tackles. Oh yeah, showing his uh, skills against North Melbourne. Just when he, just when it was needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they were in trouble in that game at one point. Yeah, they surprisingly were, so. They weren't going well. Um, and for me, the shutdown. Uh, I've got one. Yeah, there are a few dud scores here, and I'll forgive Howe for his forty because he was in doubt to play all week. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Matthew Kennedy. Yeah, that was mine. Yeah, he did not grab his opportunity. He no. put up forty four and is po- possibly going to be dropped by Carlton, who lost quite poorly to Port Adelaide. So yeah, you, you you were gonna say the same thing. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. It's, it's kind of in that Will Brody category where you're like, he, he could is. be a good scorer he just good. when he gets his opportunity, and then he does, and then he doesn't do anything with it. So um, not impressive at all. No. no, no, not impressive at all. I didn't see any of that game, but yeah, you can see twelve touches is pretty poor. Um, I had a uh, not really a shutdown or a shout out, just a maybe a shout out for Richard for um, could have been tempted. With Liam Baker getting 81 to loophole him in. He didn't. He accidentally got him in because Hamish Hartley got injured. Had he gone for a loophole, which he very much could have used because he's got Whitfield still as a backman, mm. he would have obviously been screwed had he kept Hartlett on, let's say. Which he, would have, which he, yeah, which he probably would have as a support supporter as well. And someone, yeah. That he, uh, he probably would have taken Alex Keefe off, let's say. So, good move there, Richard. The score could have been a lot worse, and he's been burnt by the loophole before, so maybe that factored into it, because I think most people were taking an 81. Yeah, well done. I didn't notice that. I actually assumed... So, I watched that most of that game, and Hartlett was still on during the third and fourth quarter, so I didn't mm. realise his t- time on ground was up 45 What do you mean he was still on? Like, he just... He had this big corky, and oh, he just kind of, like... 45%, he, yeah. Yeah, he just continued to play, <laughs> like... Six or seven or eight minutes a quarter. Ah, oh, so that would have been horrible for Richard, just being like, just get off. Just like, stay off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I was surprised too, because like Port were five, six, seven goals up. Why did they need Hartlett hobbling around? True. There were actually a few funny moments in that game where he was like, at one point, he was the most uh, forward player for Port, and they had a fast break and just like kicked it into space. Hartlett to run onto, and he's like, <laughs> Like completely, completely incompetently. So oh, it was. Uh, there was a few moments like that. He also got slammed in a tackle because they like ambled it to him by the boundary, and there was no teammate. You think around. they've got enough problems with injuries at the moment, right? Yeah. After the week before, and yeah. It's not like they lost too many players in this game. So no, they could have just taken him off for the whole like for the rest of the game. Yeah. Anyway, quite funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all I had on. That one, you might get. Uh, you might mention one of my players later on in, a, in another segment. I might mention another segment. I wanted to give you one consolation shout out though. You deserve one for Hunter Clark. You didn't mention him. Um, he's definitely got that midfield role happening at the moment. Um, I think he's gone above thirty touches. Uh, no, sorry, went thirty three touches this game. Yeah. Gone. 
uh, got in a ton in the last two games. So thriving in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, very pleasing. Three free kicks against, so he just needs to tidy <laughs> up the discipline. But yeah, pretty good. Yeah, kind of what uh, the breakout that uh, we were all uh, expecting at some point, and you've timed it pretty well. So well done. Um, all right, I think uh, next matchup, I think I've got myself. So, seven year titch uh, up against uh, RR Info Repairs, your favorite team name. Um, and this is this is the real WTF happened here. Um, now, I can give you the short version, which Please is. Do. <laughs> the short version is that Ridley got concussed and I lost by like 22 points, so that should explain everything. Yeah. Um, the long version, Steve, is that things started off really smoothly on Thursday and Friday night, and. Um, I had Rotham get 106, that was the icing. Nick copped 30 from Josh Kennedy, 49 from Nelson, 57 from Billings. So those are all awful scores to start your week off with. And he had actually called it at that point. He literally had said to me, good game, it's over. <laughs> and I wish... You would think so, yeah. I wish, I wish we, I could accept a forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish that was a thing we could do. Because, um, yeah, I, you know, I know better than to... Uh, write things off that early and the turning point really was on saturday night so um like i mentioned before i was away i uh did not hear anything about ldu missing but he did he was not named in the teams injured with um, a calf and then the riddler got concussed and that really uh yeah that really left my team scrambling i needed a reshuffle try to get someone into defense to get a fully functioning defense or just get anyone playing Ended up having to take Shaky Blakey's 45. And to my great regret, Steve, it meant that I had to start my shutdown for the week. Bailey Bloody Scott. <laughs> Bailey the Invisible Man Scott. Um, who only needed to score me 47 points. And he's not... He's actually scored above that every round. Yeah. So he's not an amazing scorer, but 47 is not a big ask. But he had um, 19 at halftime. And then performed one of the most amazing disappearing acts known to man. Um, 19 at half time, he was on 18 at three quarter time. <laughs> and uh, he popped up. We watched this game together and we were just looking for where the hell number eight was. Um, we didn't even know what his number was for a good portion of it because he's so invisible. Um, and there he was, sure enough, with eight seconds left in the game to get an absolutely useless uh, mark and a kickoff. And that was his only touch in about half an hour of play. And uh, yeah, that's that's my story. That's what happened. Bailey Bloody Scott, and I promptly dropped him. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> the disappearing man. Maybe he's a Houdini, I don't know. Um, but yeah, unbelievable that you lost that game, really, considering those, you know, the circumstances there. So, yes, yes, bad luck. A lot of things conspired against me. Um, do you want to get a, a, any shutdowns for me before I move on to what? Yeah, I, I will just mention one that I just want to keep <laughs> keep ragging um, you about. <laughs> James Warple. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> the tagger. What is he doing? I don't know. He looked good last week. I know. But he looked good to, to destroy Andrew Brayshaw. And then you commented that <laughs> my own team. you separately. Yes, you separately commented. Unrelated to that, that taggers go up and down. I was like, okay, we'll see what happens next. Did I? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely my advice. Yeah. Well, obviously, I didn't think they were going to keep using him as a tagger. I don't know. I hope it's the way that they'll somehow get him to find some form. Probably tag, uh, he'll probably tag Rory Laird this week. Yeah. Yeah. 
they seem unwilling to you know want him to uh, to Hang replace him with, with replace him with cousins so which is good at least yeah yeah true. but <laughs> wait who did you say he would tag Rory Laird oh. one, of, one of your other players <laughs> of course who and else I'm... gets tagged on the cruise <laughs> yeah exactly there's no <laughs> Sloan there's no Crouch I mean so that'll be do 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 the good job for me there Walker <laughs> shut down Laird let Hawthorne win I don't care it's all about fantasy <laughs> I don't even want to start it but I have no choice um, all right we'll move. <laughs> Move over to what went well for Nick. Let's talk a little bit about him. So he had a much, yeah, after the uh, Thursday and Friday disaster, he had a pretty good week. Um, my shout out to him goes in particular to his top scorer, uh, Brandon Ellis, who got 120 points, um, 14 marks in amongst his 27 uh, touches. And he's just in some rich form at the moment. I don't know if people realize how good Ellis is playing. Um, he's got a gone over 110 in all four of his last games um he's currently scored the ninth most points in the entire league and that's just bloody impressive um yeah yeah in a team that's also not winning games so he was my shout out for nick last week so listeners will be aware of how well he's doing hopefully (laughs) avid listeners (laughs) avid listeners but no that is he's keeping on um that form line I actually had a different player identified, uh, Toby Nankervis. Oh, yeah. Really slow start to the year with a couple of 50s, but in the last two games has gone 101 and 119 um, with 40 hit-outs against St Kilda's woeful ruck division mm. um, with Marshall lay out. So, against uh, Hunter. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to criticise Hunter, but he is in his third game at the age of 28, so like probably not the biggest star in the world. Yeah. Um, now Nankervis does come up against Gorn this week so I don't think it will continue every game but he's he's definitely lifted for for Nick's sake um, should be acknowledged while we can yeah fair enough while we can yeah, yeah. a good point um, Jack Graham as well 106 that's actually yeah I know sneakily just on the bench there not, not a bad little loophole option yeah. so just as uh, we were saying that he was a bit of a maybe not living up to the hype of his first round performance he's given uh, himself some uh, new life and uh, yeah Nick will be enjoying that I also had another consolation shout out for him which was Bailey Dale which we touched on in the last episode Shane with the weird drop there after mm-hmm. Bailey Dale scored 85 and then Nick picked him up and he backed it up with an 85 and now Nick's got him scoring 108 in his forward line so I'm pretty sure that Shane would be absolutely kicking himself yeah um, why would you drop someone after getting 85? Well, after last week, I still don't know an answer. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know. And after round six, he might be a back forward, which is yeah even more valuable. I think the 85 was against North. Yeah, in yeah. the massive win that the Dogs had. And I think yeah. he just saw it as Not a complete one-off. Complete one-off. Which, I guess, Bailey Dale oh. isn't exactly the... You know, household name. True. It's not the worst theory, um, but I would at least keep the bloke for one more week, given that his other two scores weren't terrible and mm. he had a 65 I mean it's not like he had a 30 and then an 80 yeah alright well that's a head scratcher for Shane <laughs> yeah it is indeed um, that's uh, that, that's all from me for that one alrighty um, the last game of the week which I haven't written a nice little summary for somehow oh, um, you're going to have to make this one up I'll on just the have fly. to make it up on the spot UN Security Council 1488 defeated Manic Barcelona, 14-41. So pretty close, 47-point margin there. Quite a lot happened in this. It was absolute carnage for, mm. for Brett's side. 
um, and to prevail in those circumstances is probably one of the less likely victories I've ever seen. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Talk us through what went, so what went on there. Brett had in-game injuries to Dan Houston, 32, Aaron Hall, 35, Jared Berry, 31, and uh, despite all of that, um, he didn't even have cover for Aaron Hall because he loopholed in Darling's 90 so yeah I will acknowledge his emergencies did him pretty, did him a solid Lockie Young, a renowned player got 89 against Geelong and covered that Jared Berry score and Jake Carlisle was serviceable with 64 against, uh, to cover Houston but he could have actually had Nick Caulfield mm. left Caulfield's 104 on his bench so it could have actually had a really great score, like well over 1,500. But it wasn't to be. Yeah, well, uh, my sort of shout-out was uh, for uh, Brett not accepting my trade, which involved Caulfield, so just a little bit of insight there. Mm. I uh, wanted uh, I wanted Caulfield. I thought it was a good buy-low candidate. I also uh, wanted to keep up my Essendon bias. I already got Coldwell, so I figured I'd go for Nick Cox as well. Uh, Brett's first... <laughs> Uh, pick off the waivers and I offered him in return uh, two guys who ended up combining for 190 points this week uh, in Rotham and Shorts so mm-hmm. thanks Brett for uh, hitting a reject on that one yeah wow that's um, that is surprising I mean that's a personal shout out that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Nick Cox a bit disappointing but big loss uh, to Brisbane there just to rub that in <laughs> <laughs> so my shout out for Brett is actually uh, Carl Amon 110. He's now averaging 93, which is really great from an 11th round yeah. pick. He's been a bit of a surprise packer this year. Yeah. Because Eamon's been one who's pretty inconsistent. Pops what, what up what round did you game. say? You got picked? 11th round. So yeah. not, not too late. Um, probably earlier than, than some would have expected. But, you know, this guy's 25 and he's never really been consistent. So, so far this year, he certainly has been. Um, so well done. And mm. uh, in terms of Manny Barcelona I do have a positive thing to say uh, Tom McDonald 115 yeah. Yeah. this free agent pickup is averaging 89.6 and I think while Melbourne are winning he'll be he'll be very good so clearly 5 wins averaging 90 we'll see what happens when they lose but yeah that's a really good free agent pickup uh, key forwards and undefeated teams alright yes okay, that's the thing to look for yeah. now while some st- some key forwards are certainly startable. Sahil's also found some fool's gold. Yes. <laughs> Since yeah. Harry Mackay's 137 in round four, he's been on field for a combined 96 points with just 44 in round five. Sahil getting fooled by a high <laughs> score in a round? Unheard of. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah, maybe Harry Mackay, you know, Membry McDonald. It's a very tall forward line re- relying on some, some goal kicking there. Um, not so sustainable for some teams, especially yeah. the more mediocre ones like Carlton and St Kilda. Yeah, maybe easier to say in hindsight, but I don't know whether Port was the right matchup. But um, definitely someone that you want to have as a loophole rather than an on-field option. Yeah, not a bad loophole option if Carlton are ever given a Friday night game again. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> true, true. Um yeah, cool. Um, I don't have too much else. Um, you didn't touch on Gaff, did you? So I think we mm-hmm. mentioned him as a uh, maybe like a bit of a shutdown a, a few weeks ago, but he's uh, definitely uh, 
well, you know, something to, yeah. to keep an eye on. Yeah. And, and Brett was obviously unhappy with uh, his first round pick, but he's uh, bounced back nicely this week for 131. Yeah, and he must be carrying a three round average of about 125 because yeah. he got 154 three weeks ago. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely nothing to worry about. And uh, there you go, Brett. Well done on batting away all those tra- trade offers that you definitely had for him. <laughs> um, that's, uh, yeah, I don't have anything else on that one. Um, I mean, Sahil did uh, start Batcher Hawley as we uh, told him to, but he should have just stuck to his guns and kept him as an emergency. What was he thinking listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> True. And how did you feel about Jarman Impey? <laughs> Another mid nineties score. He's met this. Oh, I don't know, man. He's looking good. He's looking annoyingly good. I really thought I was selling on a peak, and uh, yeah, could have done with him in my in my team. Probably would have got me over the line, actually. Mm. Let that settle in. Um, mm. And Hayden <laughs> Crow's first game of the year got an eighty two. So there's some upside there for Sahil. He he just needs to drop the key forwards against Premiership contenders and. Pick the right Ruckman to start. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. It could uh, turn around for him, but and he definitely needs it to do it quickly because he's sitting at one and four at the moment. Absolutely. Um, all right, that brings us to a wrap for looking at the, uh, well, the WTF just happened. Indeed. And we'll uh, get on to uh, the next segment, the Diamonds in the Rough. Cue sparkle sound. No, no, no. You don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that alright we've uh, had 21 pickups 21 free agents picked up across the league this week which was the most ever um, the most sorry across the season so far um, but it was a pretty poor average so it's kind of funny people were hunting for more free agents when there's way less options out there um, but that sort of happens you start giving up on your players a bit more at this stage Still less terrible options than the week before, but still plenty of them to go through. But we'll start on the Diamonds. Um, there were seven players picked up that scored over 70. Um, only four of those got the start for their teams. Sahu actually had three of the top five free agent pickups this week, but he only started one of them. Um, so he kept uh, the number one player, Shane Mumford, benched uh, behind Tim English. Uh, which was actually a mistake, mm. um, but maybe uh, not not to know there would be a big call to do that. And he also benched uh, Jake Lever, who he I think uh, used his number one claim on his first claim on, but he didn't actually start him, which was a little bit surprising. Uh, but I'll run through the other players that were actually started. So we'll start from the bottom. Um, Luke Dunstan got a start for Alec for 74 points um, wasn't actually named was it then a late in on the day so good on Alec for holding fast and uh, mm-hmm. as we know one of the uh, top averaging players of uh, 2020 Luke Dunstan yeah, so on top of everyone's draft boards <laughs> um, but yeah good one to have see if he actually holds his spot uh, we had Sahil's Castagna so we started Jason Castagna straight up for 76 points uh, he then we had Jai Ferrar, <laughs> yeah, the Ferrari, the Ferrari, go. yeah, who was actually the equal top scorer of the round. So you're sharing um, in the glory this week, Steve. Um, I don't know a damn thing about this guy. What can you tell me about the Ferrari? Ah, well, I had a little bit of insight into this one, so I can't tell you. I can't tell you my secrets. <laughs> okay, but uh, 
Let it be said that he was on the Crows reserves team uh, year before last. So oh, and that's that's a good pool of talent. Yes, yes. The Crows if reserves. reserves <laughs> if you're your reserves for the team that about to be the Wooden Spoon, yes, <laughs> you are pretty much going to make it as an AFL footballer. So that was can't say any more than that. Alright, that's very secretive. That's a lot more secretive than you normally are, so that's very interesting. Um, it's, yeah, he's likely to stick around in your team. You don't think this was just a one-off? Uh, well, I mean, in a, in a 10-goal loss, he, he managed to get a very good score. Yeah, he did. So, yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be sustainable. Alright, well, uh, good score, 86. One of only uh, two starter players to get over 80. And the other one got the exact same score, Nick's Jake Kelly... Uh, so an actual Crows player and he started him straight up for the 86 in his back line so there you go you both share in the Diamond Award for this week nice uh, but who was the lump of coal so we turn our attention uh, to the bottom of the pack and well <laughs> I have to mention myself here because I dropped and then picked up Shaky Blakey and <laughs> yes, I that why talked... did you drop him and then pick him up <laughs> because no one better on the free There was no one better. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I knew that I needed a center emergency. I didn't like my team without having a center emergency. And uh, it was a good thing that I had him in the end, I guess. I would have been 45%, 45 points worse, perhaps. But uh, yes, a pretty poor score from Shaky Blakey. Um, my honorable mention actually goes to the worst scorer of the round. And it's Jimmy Webster. He got... 24 points but I didn't feel right giving the sort of the dud the coal to a player that only played 30% time on ground indeed um, but he was the worst scoring free agent uh, but instead it goes to and again just someone who saved me by a single point um, from uh, having the shameful uh, coal of the week it was Nick Cox the player we just talked about that I tried to get off of Brett um, 44 points for him and it's just a running curse here Steve was a number one waiver pick for Brett. Uh, he's previously had Oscar McDonald, who um, was not named in the week that he picked him up, Sam uh, Svitkowski, who then got injured, and Jay Carlisle, who the week that he picked him up scored him a big 42 points. So, and these are all number one waiver picks. It's not using it well. Well, the good news is that he doesn't have to worry about that anymore because he's <laughs> moved off the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> That's so, true. yeah, the third pick now, I believe, he has. So the curse is probably gone. Let's hope. For his sake. Yeah. Um, that's it for the free agents of the week. The diamond's in the rough. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. The tea leaves. Ah. Which I prepared here earlier. <sighs> yeah, see, I actually... <laughs> It's in a mug as well. It's unnecessary that that's even in a mug. But, you know, maybe there's some audio experts out there. That Absolutely. Like... It's method acting. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank Daniel you. Davis. That's good. <laughs> that's right. All right, Steve, tell us how we went in tipping. Uh, how did the tea leaves fall? How did we read them last week? I guess you could say we have no fucking idea what we're doing. <laughs> because we both got three... Uh, we only had one point of difference, uh-huh. um, so I managed to correctly tip <laughs> Brett over Sahil, unlike you, and and you correctly tipped Cam over Milsey, Milsey. who, mm-hmm. on in hindsight, if I'd really looked at it, 
had no chance. Like he's got so many players out, including Caleb Daniel, which I knew about, and um, Luke Shuey and lots of others. So that was a silly tip. But you know, you tipping South Sahel was quite silly too. Yeah, I've backed him in way too many times <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, it's just like you just <laughs> got to keep tipping him in case the upset happens. Exactly. I mean, it did happen uh, against Cam, and, I didn't and we both did. <laughs> so, yeah. So how are we sitting overall? Overall, uh, from our last, well, we, we've tipped for four rounds. I've got thirteen. You've got twelve. So we're just better than fifty percent. <laughs> oh God! We are exactly fifty percent. So. Yeah. yeah, and we think two alike, so yeah, yeah it's, it's a real we problem. We need to get a little bit, a little bit crazy. Um, all right, so we'll run through the games, uh, starting from cornflakes versus RR square bracket <laughs> repairs <laughs> close bracket that I love. <laughs> so I'm going to tip. You realize the more you say this, the less likely it is to change it. Yes, I yeah. love it. Yeah, good. All right, so I'm going to tip RR. Um, other surprising, I'm going to tip cornflakes. Oh, good, nice. Yeah, you've probably actually looked at ins and outs, but I don't worry about <laughs> such nuance. <laughs> All right, that's how you stay ahead of me. Yeah, Perryman's Merriman versus COVID Marshall coming off a good score. I'm going for the Perryman. I'm going to go for Perryman's too. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of injuries on the COVID Marshall. There, there are still. Yes. Yeah, he might get Marshall back though. That's true. Or was that just a minor injury? I think it must have been because he think, was laid I, out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he was. 50, so that's 50. that's quite significant. Who did you actually have as his backup ruckman? Do you remember? Well, I don't know. I don't think we were allowed to do research uh, at this point. No, no I mean like last week. Who did he start <laughs> instead of Marshall? Uh, well, Marshall's oh, Nick Nanui. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Alrighty. So what's up, Doc? This man eat Barcelona. I gotta keep going for him. It's Sahil's week this week. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Oh, it does actually make a lot of sense. I mean, we talked about his upside. We talked about all of the things that could go right. And who's Mills he getting back? Well, what are you doing? I'm gonna back Sahil. Yeah, I really. Admit. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mills has a lot of injuries as well. Yeah, exactly. He's still carrying a few blokes. Yeah. All right, and um, the next game is I shot the Sharon. In first place versus two keepers, one cup in 12th place. Yes. Well, uh, I wonder how we could pick this. It's happened twice before. This is the kind of pick that wins you a tipping competition. But with that in mind, I'm going for Max. Yeah, I'm going to tip Max, surprisingly, too. Yes. And then we've got... admit he's good. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Quite an interesting game. Uh, Bit of a rivalry. Yes, it is. Third last versus third top, but... Two Brett, good mates. Brett's yeah. form has uh, been pretty good recently. So UN Security Council versus Ed Ed Redemption. Uh, yeah, um, and I think uh, the UN Security Council is a little hopeful that he might get Rockliffe back. Uh, and I had some insight about him getting 40 touches in the uh, sandfall. He sure did. So good to hear that he can tear it up against, uh, well... <laughs> Amateurs? Yeah, I was trying to think of the right way Semi-pro. without being too like <laughs> derogatory about it. Mm. But yeah. Um, yes. Do you think Rocky will come in? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he might. Like Hamish Hartlett, the big corky. Dan Houston went off injured, although Brett has... I think they've got enough injuries that he should come in. I think he should come in. But I'm kind of surprised he didn't come in last week. Yeah. If he was going to come in at all. He had two injuries the the previous week. So, yeah. I think he will come in. I think they'll need that extra experience in midfield. Um, can't remember who Port playing. I mean, how can you leave such a fantasy jet out of your team? How could, 
Yeah. How could that not improve your team? 40 extra touches. The bad news <laughs> for Brett is that it's the last game of the round, Sunday night. Oh, so, dear. Yeah. Right. He'll have to uh, roll the dice a bit. If he's not named, then does he hope that he comes in late? Or does he... What do you do there? Yeah. You don't know until Saturday night. I think either way, I feel like we're going to be backing the same person here. We're tipping it at redemption. We're tipping it at redemption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. He's way more informed at the moment. And um, there's one more game to come. It's a very exciting <laughs> game for us. It is seven-year titch versus... Oliver's Twist is what I'm called now. <laughs> I was definitely about to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, is that an upcoming name change, maybe? Um, oh, I was going to say my team. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Far less exciting. Yeah. yeah, so we could have picked any of your matchups to be uh, have the spotlight, be the feature match, but of course we've uh, decided to shine a spotlight on ourselves. We only get to do it a couple of times yeah. in the season. No. And uh, we've got a good little rivalry here, so I think we're going to be... Uh, well, yeah, I think we're backing each other in, are we, Steve? Well, yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to back yeah back myself here. Um, interesting few changes expected. So just to let you know what's going on on my side <laughs> of the, the field, I hope to get James Robottom back from injury, and I'm hoping Haitley and Zyrakis come in for their first games of the season. How long has Robottom been a test for? Well, he played VFL last week. Oh, did he? Um, and John Longlie has said he is definitely coming in this week. Really? I quote, yeah. Okay. So I lost my 18th round keeper to injury, uh, which you know something about as well. So <laughs> what's going on with your team? Yeah, that's right. I will uh, be one uh, Ridster Ridley down this week. Uh, so that's not great. I uh, don't think I'm going to have too many ins because uh, unless Trent Dumont gets a uh, miraculous uh, call up from uh, not having played uh, any football for a little while. But uh, who knows? I'm hoping LDU. I have no idea about his injury, but uh, he might play. But it doesn't matter. I've got. Um... So you, just to clarify, you're hoping two North Melbourne midfielders <laughs> yeah. will come in and save you. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, someone's got to get the ball. <laughs> yeah, it's not Jed Anderson. No. <laughs> Fucking Jed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, look, it's. I've got Max Gorn. As, as you know, coming up against Nan Curvis and uh, Andrew Brayshaw's playing pretty well, Mitch Duncan, you know, they've got some plays in form. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You've got a couple of good players. <laughs> your keepers and your first round picks. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, look, Bruce will tear up against Adelaide and, uh, yeah, we could, we, could, we could do this for days. So, yeah, we're backing each other in. I've actually... Um, my hot take, well, my hot take, but um, I've uh, talked to you before just to let the listeners know about my terrible run in uh, fantasy, uh, AFL fantasy, where everyone I seem to trade in gets injured, and uh, that run uh, this week extended to me uh, bringing Jimmy Webster and then Aaron Hall, so sorry to Brett there. Um, <laughs> Jai Colwell and Zach Butters and Hayden Young are just some of the other great people that I've brought in and uh, promptly injured themselves mm. so this week I thought I'd pass the curse on to you Steve and I told you that I would uh, pass it on to Wiverton and Isaac Smith but upon looking at my fantasy team I found out that I couldn't afford those guys yes. so <laughs> instead <laughs> instead um, it's a hex upon Hunter Clark and your 10th best averaging player, 
Jaifara. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, take that. Oh, look, you can't you hit can... a Ferrari with a voodoo doll. That is not going to work. You can see it on screen here. You can witness this. There's the trade. It's already been done. Yeah, Hunter Clark, done it. Yeah. Jai Farrar. Yeah. Well, that actually makes a lot of sense because they're both absolute jets, so it would make sense to bring them in. Yep. Yep. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. Um, it'll make me slightly more satisfied. <laughs> it all goes to crap. All right. Um, cool. All right. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye out uh, for what happens to C players. Uh <laughs> That brings us to a wrap, I believe. Steve, did you have anything else to say about this one? No. No, the longest preview we've ever done, so... <laughs> Repeat your match. I was going to suggest we have something on this one, but I couldn't really think of anything. Uh, you're sick of losing, probably, already. <laughs> I'm just a sucker for punishment. <laughs> Clearly. So, yeah, happy to just stick to the gloating rats next uh, next episode that we do. Which, uh, folks, actually, uh, we won't be able to do one next week. Because I'll be away uh, going to watch the Anzac Day game on the weekend. And then I'll be away in Victoria for the week. So we'll be back to you in two weeks' time. Very good. You're doing some hiking, was it? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I am actually doing a bit of camping. I'll be out yeah. in the uh, in the wilderness. And actually my um, uh, sober month comes to an end as soon as I hit Melbourne. So I'll be yeah. getting on the beers in, uh, in Melbourne. Voice. Which is, which is what you're meant to do, yeah. apparently. And Dan Andrews, <laughs> let him guide you. <laughs> what would Dan do? Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll be... Uh, I don't even know what my internet situation will be like, so mm. it'll be kind of actually interesting to see uh, what I do about uh, the week and setting my team. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. If you want some light reading, holiday reading, uh, Force of Nature by Jane Harper. Very good book. It's for all the listeners, but especially for Bart. I'm, I'm clearly missing. I just think it's worth reading the in joke before going to, into the wilderness <laughs> in Victoria. That's all. Anyway, it is a novel, so right. Yeah, right. It'll what make could me go wrong. Right, right, right. It'll make me really happy about uh, yeah, setting forth somewhere where nobody exactly knows where I'm going. Mm. Yeah, cool. All right, good. Well, I may see you in two weeks. I may not at all. This may be the last you hear from me. <laughs> um. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll uh, yeah we'll catch you when we uh, get to our next episode. Catch you then. <laughs>